I'm a dude, and I'm inviting you to join me on a podcast about brews. Does that include stouts? Yes. Yes, of course it includes stouts. Like I was saying, join us every Saturday on the journey hey, hey, into... Hey, co- wait a minute. Do you, do you guys do anything about, like, IPAs? Yes. Like that? Yes, of, yes, of, yes, we do IPAs. Okay. It's, okay. It, yes. Anyway, join us on the Journey into Comics Network for Brews with Dudes. Whoa, whoa, po- hey, hey, do you... Have you guys ever... Do you care if I bring some Zima on? Yes, I care if you bring Zima. Zima doesn't count. Zima... Oh. Zima... Dr. Dongo. Anyway, join us every Saturday for a podcast that delves into the craft brew world. The following, the following. The following. The following. Journey into Comics. 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 Network. 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 Production. Production. Hey, hey, this is Josh Richmond, and you are listening to the Voice of Survival podcast, exclusively on the Journey into Comics Network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of The Voice of Survival Podcast. It's season two, episode 14. I am your host, Nate, and today joining me, I have a very special guest. You hear him every Monday as the new Journey into Comics co-host, as well as every Thursday on Podcastrophe. He is the man, the myth, the legend. Welcome back, Tyler McLaughlin, how's it going? I'm back. Dude, this is your third, fourth, actually. You're the most appearing person on this podcast other than me. Like, hands down, bar none. Uh, In the words of Highlander, there can only be one. Okay. So, eventually, I will overtake you uh, in, in glorious combat. That's cool. I'll, I I'm okay going out death by glorious combat, especially <laughs> to you, bro. Like I'm not even mad at it. Like could be worse. You yeah. know, I could. It could. You be. could. You could be face down in the ocean in the Bahamas and just give up in the presence of a shark. That'd be bad. Oh yeah. <laughs> or you could uh, go to the Dominican Republic. Just in general. Just in general, yeah. Just that that that, that was the end of the story. Like there was. <laughs> Wow! Oh, that's no that's true. no in, no insult intended. Uh, Dominican Republic. No, but Americans have been getting murdered over there. I'm just saying. I mean, that, that's it's, it's kind of a weird tangent to get it on right away, but that's <laughs> that's kind of the thing. That's kind of the thing that we as Americans fail to realize is that like South and Central America and Puerto Rico and the Dominican Republic are like. Not very safe places for Americans. Oh, absolutely. You become a target, just, dude. Just in general. Like, <clears throat> the majority of Africa, all those places that I just said, and the Middle East, like, 
Those are places that your safety is compromised the moment you get off the plane or the boat in those countries. And your presence or or the fact that you're an American is made aware to other people. You are a target immediately, whether well, you want to be or not. Well, and I think, too, it depends on your decorum, on how you're acting. Mm-hmm. It, you know, uh, l- let me just say that somebody who is born and raised in Alabama and has never had any cultural appropriation going to China for the first time could be a fucking nightmare for that person because they're going to say something to offend somebody, whether they mean to or not, mm-hmm. because of just how they were raised. So then you're you're even more target. But somebody like us, we would we would go and be like, listen, I need to be fucking very well-mannered, watch my fucking P's and Q's, watch my back, you know? Don't mm-hmm. trust any fucking thing anybody says. Don't walk down no weird back alleys. Don't trust that shit, you know? Like, and... and, and Hopefully we would be safe, but that's not what we're talking about today, my my dude. Uh, I brought you on because I thought of all the people who I've had be a part of the network, of all the people <clears throat> who I've podcasted with. Who could I tackle a tough subject with? And last week or last episode, I tackled death, and that's a big one, you know. But um, what I think is even bigger than death is the great unknown. So today, Tyler and I are going to be tackling a topic that I've wanted to really have like almost a whole podcast about sometimes, but uh, we are going to be diving deep on the great alien mysteries and what happens, uh, you know, in the great beyond. Like what, I mean, you know, there's all these planets, there's all this shit. What's going to happen in our world? I don't know. We're going to have to figure it out. We do have a little um, tiny interruption, but that's okay because she's she's worthy of interrupting the show. She had to she had to tell me that she got some Cheez-Its. That's amazing. Cheez-Its are great. <laughs> They're the best thing. So what I was saying is we're going to be tackling aliens, bro. Aliens. Aliens. I'm so glad you did the hands thing. Aliens. 99% of the time, I don't know what to do with my hands, but anytime I hear the phrase aliens, like I immediately, <laughs> I'm locked into position. Like I, this is, this is my time. I know what to do. Yeah, man. And I think, listen, aliens are a really hot topic right now. We have this humongous movement allegedly happening September 20th where, uh, you know, there's 1.5 million people or something interested in going to this uh, they-can't-stop-us-all-Area-51-like raid. Like, essentially, do it up like World of Warcraft. Everyone's just going to bombard in there and not Leroy stop. Jenkins style. Leroy Jenkins style. Leroy Jenkins style, abso and, um, you know, it's crazy to think that there are people who were at the Pentagon who have to... Have to actually have a serious meeting about this. They had to it's, sit down and be like, hey, uh, Commander, come here. So we there's this Facebook group. What? Like, that's where they start. There's this Facebook group. And he's like, okay, your fucking point? We're the military. What? Well, they say they're going to raid Area 51. He's like, hold the fucking phone. Call the chief, secretary of staff. Let's get everybody in here. Fucking let's go. This is actually a problem. You know? Well, yeah, it's a, it's a, like, you know, you and I briefly had the conversation that, 
Like, they're not going to kill American citizens. Um, but, like, the truth of the matter is any any United States military base, which Area 51, they don't call it Area 51. It's not. It's officially not called Area 51. But if you... If you trespass on a a United States military base, I mean, they'll just shoot you. Like, so a personal, personal experience, uh, I was 13 or 14, you know, this is the aftermath of 9-11, it's been a couple years, the terror threat is still really, really high, I'm at, um... A military base in Germany. Yeah, let's let's back up a little bit and let sure people know that they need to go back and listen to season one, episode twenty three, where you actually give a really great backstory about your history, how you mm-hmm. are a military kid, how you did travel around a lot. You're not, you didn't randomly just find yourself in Germany on a military base. Like, what the fuck? How did I port here? How did I teleport here? So, anyways, go on. Sorry, I wasn't trying to interrupt. No, no, no. You're fine. Um. But so my dad always lived off base. Every every place he was stationed, he always had a house off base. <clears throat> and we happened to just want to go to the commissary or something that day, maybe the PX, I can't remember. But we're in we're in his Durango and we pull up to go on base and um like I can't I can't speak for or, or from experience for every country that we have or every foreign nation that we have military bases in, but like in Spain and in Germany, um, like the checkpoints going in and out of the base were basically 50, 50. So there would be Spanish or German military with our military, both manning the checkpoints and we pull up to the checkpoint and not every vehicle going in, uh, gets searched, but you pull up, the guard says, hello, you know, it, it's kind of like a like a cop at a at a, tra- a traffic stop. He walks up to your vehicle. I need to see your IDs. Basically, I need to see your papers. You know, so we pull our military IDs out. He looks at them, and we just happen to get picked um, for inspection that day. So they make you pull off off to the side in the checkpoint. You have to park the vehicle in a like a painted line. Uh, basically rectangle if you go any forward or any or if you go forward of that box they're authorized to kill you or or use lethal force to stop you if you stop before that same thing so you have to you have to really mind your p's and q's my dad parks in the box you have to get out one at a time while someone is basically escorting you and then you have to stand in your own painted rectangle and my dad and I, I was actually, I was actually younger than 13 or 14. So I would have been 10 or 11, I would have been 11 or 12. So, you know, rambunctious teenager, we're standing in the rectangle and, you know, I was looking at something like a train or, you know, main thoroughfare right outside of the base. It's just yeah. people. And like I'm pointing at something, and I go to step out of the rectangle, and every single person in that checkpoint stopped what they were fucking doing, and had their guns pointed at me. And Holy shit! My dad had to, you know, basically talk everybody off of the ledge because I was about to get fucking shot. Holy you know, shit, bro! The 
the terror threat is super, super high. It, you know, looking back on it, it's one of the dumbest things that I've ever done in my life. But, I, you know, I was, a, I was a kid. I didn't know that it was fucking serious. You were you just know? in the moment, man. You weren't mm-hmm. thinking about how real it was or how... <clears throat> especially you being a kid. You're not a threat to these people with guns. No, so yeah. As, and like, so then the surrealness of them all pulling their weapons, that had to have been like a oh, fuck moment. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was fucking... <laughs> It, it's a testament for working military professionals because it was fucking instantaneous. There was no, there was no lag time. There was no thought process. It was they this knew. kid's gonna this kid's gonna blow us up. Yep, and they you did know? not, and they didn't want that to happen. Thank yeah. Thankfully, uh, I didn't blow anybody up, and or I didn't get blown away or seriously injured. Um, I also didn't get in any serious trouble. You know. So, or, or neither did my dad. So the <laughs> crisis was averted. But like, I, I saw, I actually saw a uh, news report on um, CNBC and Fox News the other day that talk the Air Force basically doing a press conference talking about um, how they're handling the Area Fifty One raid, as it's being called, and. You know, as much as as much as I legitimately, I want this to succeed because, you know, I don't I don't want to see anybody die or get hurt. But if if there are fucking alien critters down there, you know, we we're the as, generation that can handle it. We can well, take that. That's real. Well, and it's and I really I'm really glad that you said that. But you know, we are the generation above all else. Uh, before us or after us that deserves a bone thrown to us yes you know <laughs> we're, we're painted in society as these lazy you know just basically the piece of shit generation when in reality we're the hardest working you know we're the most we're not the most mistreated in history but getting there you know, we're, we're we're definitely you know on par just not the mistreatment is not the same. It's just different. Yes, exactly. This is on a, a, a more global scale. They've learned mm-hmm. how to, uh, you know, um, impoverish people, I guess is the way to say it. And, and and other than, you know, slave era families, we're the most subjugated people in American history, you know. Um, you know, and, and I'm not stealing any thunder away from, from Native Americans, who are still dealing with that or um, you know any of the people who were treated as slaves the the Chinese the African Americans the Irish you know people don't ever want to talk about the Irish but they were whipping uh, boys come on now they were they were less than human beings in the uh, mid to late 1800s so it's just you know I've I've said it. I've went on record on many a podcast whenever we talk about space and aliens, and, and we as a human, as a species, need to be united in leaving Spaceship Earth. And you know, let's let's manifest destiny some space. Let's touch another star, man. Be- well, because you know, <clears throat> our our species is kind of um, our species is weighed against the fact that 
We literally, everything, like, the fact that we exist is entirely dependent on finite resources of any kind. You know, it's not just fossil fuels, it's not just precious minerals, like, everything that we depend on is a finite resource, and the Earth only has so much of that. It doesn't fucking just, poof, there's there's some more stuff, you know. At, at this point, oxygen is a fucking finite resource. Yeah. So... Um, we need to we need to unify and prioritize getting the fuck out of here. Yeah, and, a, and, a plan it, B or C. Mm-hmm. And it, it, of course, you know I'm not delusional to think that it's going to happen in our lifetime because that's not realistic. But if there's some shit down there, you know, if if there's alien technology in Area 51, why doesn't Bill Gates? Elon Musk, why, why don't why don't they fucking have access to it? And they may, you know. There's enough con- there's enough conspiracy theorists out there, especially when you talk about cell phones and how fast we've evolved how, that. Yeah. Well, how how in the last twenty years, how how far our technology has came versus you know every other technological leap before that. You know, there's a lot of people that say, well, you know, there there's some there's some alien tech there. Um, but I'm also of the mindset and, and in agreement with Neil deGrasse Tyson that if I was an alien and I pulled up to Earth and saw all the orbiting space junk, that I'd probably just keep driving. Yeah, you know, I'd be like, no thanks. Because it's too fucking dangerous. You know, that's that's why um, space launches and shit get, get delayed or, or um, canceled all the time because it's not always the weather. You literally have to plot a course through all of the space junk. Yeah, you can't hit get, the junk. You can't get the junk because it'll fucking blow you up. So, yeah, I, I when you when you and I were kind of riffing about this the other day, I was super excited to talk about it because even though I haven't had any, um, you know, really alien experiences or or stuff like that in my life, I have um uh, semi been passionate enough about it because. You're you're really naive until I see scientific proof that we are literally the only hyper intelligent organisms in the in existence, you know, other than octopus or septopods. Um, also, dolphins. You know, it's just dolphins and orca whales, and you know, but they don't have fucking super technology. You know, they're just really smart. So fair point. Um. Until until I see proof otherwise, you're naive to think that that you're the only one that's unique and special in existence, you know. And I apologize for my super long exposition. So you know, um, I I agree with you. I think you would be super naive to believe that. Okay, so here's an interesting stat. And I love I love throwing this out here that uh, only twenty. Years ago, okay? We're talking 1998, 1999. 20 years ago was the first time human people were made aware that other stars had planets. 20 years ago. Think about that. So from mm-hmm. 20 years ago, we have realized that not only do one does one star have a planet or an additional solar system... Almost every star in the sky 
has an additional pla- uh, planetary solar system revolving around it. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> with the amount of planets, there's like something like 2.75 billion planets. So that we can see, that, that we know of. That, exactly. Thank you. In visible space, because there's space beyond what we can even reach right now, and that's another crazy mm-hmm. thing to even think about. We could be on the very shallow end of a very deep pool, my friend, and the very deep pool could have some really humongous, crazy, advanced, giant mythological creatures. Who knows? But mm-hmm. um, or it could just be people like us. We don't. We we really. There's no way to know. There's no way to actually tell what we've never seen proof. And and to go back to the to the raid and to talk about you know you saying that we're deserved a bone. It's like, yeah, we are, and you could unite our entire world in a, in a Absolutely. fell fucking swoop. Hey, guys, guess what? Your religion, your religion, your religion, your religion, your religion, they're all fucking bullshit, every one of them. Throw them out the window. We have to unite as a people. And then everyone's like, wait, what? We unite as a people? Religion's horseshit. They really are aliens. Well, if, if they're aliens, my religion is bullshit, man. What the fuck? And and I think that's maybe part of the reason why they are afraid to be honest, because it would it would destabilize the religious power that it's kind of fell over the world, man. We kind of are all under like some. Even if you're not a religious person, you are under the religious hierarchy. Well, and you know, to add to that, it's not that we have fallen under that; it's that we have always been under it. Thank you. That's that is well you know, better said. Every every major civilization in history has been controlled by a religion or a group of religions, and you know between the big three of uh, Christianity, Catholicism. Um, well, that's part of Christianity. Oh, I see what you're saying. I got you. Yep, yep. Christianity, um, Islam, and um, Judaism. Like those are the big three. They're all branching, you know, pieces of the, of essentially the same religion, and, and and we don't need to get into that. But you know, you look at at, at every basically every civilization on Earth right now. You know, it is a member of one of the major religions. A lot of the developing nations are either Islamic or. Judy, or you know, they're they're either Jewish, Islamic, or Christian of some sort, you know, um, and and it's easy to manipulate uneducated people with religion because they're uneducated. Absolutely, you know, and you know, there's a lot. This is one of the conversations that I really, 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 if I can speak, really like to have because if you go, especially if you look at the ancient history of man and you start to delve into the um what is the actual phrase the uh alien astronaut is what i was looking for and you look in ancient art and hieroglyphics and imagery there is this reoccurring theme of you know beings coming down from the sky those are our gods or a lot of times Mm-hmm. A lot of times they're painted or or they're depicted as a taller being wearing a suit with you know not necessarily a helmet but but something similar to that, and 
you know, maybe, and, and I think this is what scares a lot of people is, you know, maybe religion is a legitimate thing. It's just all of these gods that we're talking about or individual gods are fucking aliens. And there's a very, very minute or, or yeah, minute amount of people that, that actually have that information, you know? Yes, and it's like, uh, you know, maybe a, a race of aliens or several race of aliens found this planet and band together and said, look, we need to send people down to kind of guide these new creatures because they'll tear themselves a fucking part. Because mm-hmm. you look at the fundamentals of religion, I talked about this a couple episodes ago, but if you look at the fundamentals of religion, like, in theory, it's a good thing. It gives you guidelines. It tells you not to hurt your fellow man, to be kind or whatever. There are also some crazy things in certain religions, and we can we don't have to get into that, but, like... The aliens saying like this: these are your guidelines, and their intention is good. They don't realize it when some people turn this to crucible; it becomes evil, because then it becomes the crusade. It becomes you know that whole whole bit. So um, when there's there's there one of my favorite parts of at least the the Christian religion is thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife or or however it's phrased. You know if if you look at baseline religion a lot of it is rooted in um common sense and survivability you know if we're a primitive or or very early developing species and you're the guy that brings all the wood to our community and i'm the guy that you know cooks all the food if i sleep with your wife you're probably going to kill me and then yeah most likely and then and then there's, or vice versa, I kill you, and then there's nobody cutting wood or cooking food. So it's very utilitarian, and I feel like if I was a, if I was myself and I was interacting with a primitive species for the first time, I would dumb it way down. I mean, you'd have to. Yeah, absolutely. You would absolutely then, have to. And then they build a religion out of it, and then through interpretation after interpretation after interpretation, we get what we've got now. It's when, Chinese telephone, bro. Bam. It's it, it and the, um, yeah, here we are here we are tangenting, but this is the point of this show is to be topical and we're and we're staying mm-hmm. within that vein because I think that religion and aliens kind of do go hand in hand in a lot of ways and there are a lot of unanswered questions, you know. I'm not gonna lie. I'm a huge ancient aliens fan. Like I fucking oh, for sure. love that show, Aliens. You know, but like some of the things they bring up, some of the questions they bring up. Like honestly, to me, I think it was like episode one or two. But um, the H blocks. Do you know about the H blocks? Uh, refresh me. Okay, so there's an island somewhere off the coast of Africa, and washed up on it are hundreds of these cubed blocks that are carved into the letter H, okay? But not, like, fully. Like, they're designed. You look up a picture if you're feeling frisky on it. But um, they went and used scientific tools on the H blocks on the island, okay? And every single one with a fucking scientific tool was exactly perfectly cut. These are primitive rocks. How can you cut something like that so perfectly, flawlessly, that even modern technology is is amazed by how perfect it is? Was the island Puma Punku? Yes, Puma Punku. Okay. 
Yes, sir. Thank you. I'm glad you. I'm glad you figure found that. But um, yeah, that's like a great look in to like things that don't make any sense. And you look at the the pyramids, and, and sure, th- maybe those are just interpreted, and that's cool art. Or you know, the Sphinx is is something that's questioned. Um, but then you also look at things like Easter Island, Stonehenge, stuff like that. That's just even modern technology today, it would take 10 cranes to lift parts of Stonehenge up, how they're lifted. Have you have you read any of Graham Hancock's stuff? I'm not sure. Possibly. I read a lot of shit, so uh, maybe. Um, have you, are you familiar with uh, Fingerprints of the Gods and or... Um, what's the first one? Yeah, Fingerprints of the Gods is the first one. And then the sequel, I will tell you in a moment. Okay, sure. Um, so essentially, Graham Han- Hancock writes this book in the late 90s. I think it was, yeah, 95. Sure. So he, he goes through all these ancient civilizations, and then they found... Um, they recently found this civilization, which I'll have to look up uh, when I finish reading this. But essentially, like, there's all these patterns from ancient civilization to ancient civilization, and we continue to find more and more, and they're all identical. And these, historically, this, these civilizations would have either never interacted or not even had the possibility to interact at any point. So whatsoever. for their symbols to be identical is mm-hmm. uh, either uh, like a collective conscience thing, you mm-hmm. know, like where we're uh, all in the in the hive mind or whatever, or a more impossibility that something else was influencing them to make the same shapes. And that's that's one of the things that that he really um, that that he really kind of focuses on is outside influence and, and a lot of stuff. Um, Magicians of the Gods is the second one. Ah, cool. Um, but definitely definitely check that out. But uh, let me see if I can find this. Oh, it's um, Gobeki Tepe. Have you heard of that? No, actually, I have not. Okay, I'll just read uh, this little um, word bubble. Uh, Gobekli Tepe is an archaeological site in the southeastern southeastern Anatolia region of Turkey, approximately twelve or seven miles northeast of the city of. Can't say that. The, <laughs> I can't say that. <laughs> I'll attempt. I'll attempt it. Sure. Sanlafura. Okay, that sounds good. Um, but basically. If you look it up, it's it's a it's the ruins of a city, and the important part of this is more than two hundred pillars in about twenty circles are currently known throughout geolo- geophysical surveys. Each pillar, and this is identical, has a height of up to twenty feet and weighs up to ten tons. They are fitted into sockets that were hewn out of the bedrock, so that's a big deal. You're cutting into the bedrock. In the second phase, blah, blah, blah. 
belonging to the pre-pottery Neolithic. The erected pillars are smaller and stood in rectangular rooms with floors of polished lime. The site was abandoned after the pre-pottery Neolithic era. Younger, uh, younger structures date to classical times, blah, blah, blah. But the details of the structure's function remains a mystery. It was partially ex- excavated by a German archaeological team under the direction of Schmidt from 1996 until his death in 2014. In 2018, the site was designated a UNESCO World Heritage Site. Nobody has any fucking idea what's going on with this place. These carvings are fucking insane. Mm-hmm. How old did you say they predict this is? Um, the tale includes two phases of use believed to be of a social or ritual nature by site. Discoverer and excavator Klaus Schmidt dating back to 10th to 8th millennium BCE. During the first phase Holy belonging shit. to the pre-pottery Neolithic A... Circles of massive T-shaped stone pillars were erected, the world's oldest known megaliths. That's what I was trying to get to. I missed it. So, this is this is essentially the oldest civilization that we've ever discovered, ever. And it's eight millennium. That's a thousand eight, years for you folks who don't know how to count. Eight, Eight to ten millennium, yeah. So eight to ten thousand years before Christ's existence, mm-hmm. before the person who everyone believes is the epicenter of existence existed, mm-hmm. you've got it wrong, folks. The science proves it, man. They've got the scientific knowledge to. They've. It's crazy how they can figure that shit out, man. But how do you think this civilization comes about? Do you have a, like any kind of, it's just like go, go blecky, How did you say it? Go Becky, Beckley, go blecky Tepe, go blecky Tepe. I looked it up. I was looking at the pictures while we were talking. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Joe Rogan has had Graham Hancock on his show a couple times, uh, you know, solo and with, with people that are working with him on these projects. And, Graham Hancock is 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 one of the people that, because of his pseudo archaeology title, has basically been blackballed in the scientific community. He's done, uh, especially in his first book, he talks a lot about the Sphinx, and how the Sphinx is actually a lot older than than. Um, and and I'm paraphrasing, and and don't quote me exactly because it's been years since I've read this book, but. Um, you know, he talks about how there's no possible way that even the earliest Egyptian dynasty created the Sphinx. That if you go down... So the Sphinx is... is If you look at the Sphinx right now, it's basically down in a pit. Yep, because it keeps getting washed out, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So if you look at, geologically, the layers of material where the Sphinx is, you know, half-ass buried at, each of those layers is like the rings on a tree. It tells how old the ground is. Yeah. And, you know, using very simple science, the Sphinx is is a hell of a lot older than, like, the Egyptian government will tell you that it is. I want to say I, I watched or listened to Graham Hancock, and I feel like he said something like the Sphinx was 20,000 years before yes. Christ. Roughly, roughly, yeah. That's fucking crazy, dude. 
<laughs> that is insane. And you and you and then you th- okay. Now think about what it would take to now modernly build that same thing. Cranes, hmm. massive machines, millions of hours of manpower working around the clock. Um, how did they do it though? You know, and then that always takes me back to ancient aliens. And you know what? I almost sometimes like. I don't know if you've seen it or not, but just to stay on ancient aliens and keep talking about, um, you know, different weird historical things. But like, I love watching Action Bronson and Friends watching ancient aliens because that shit just is hilarious. They just get high and they just have the green screen on behind them where they put the episode while they're watching the episode. And they comment on it, and it's fucking hysterical. And it's just them actually watching Ancient Aliens. That's a cr- a show about watching a show, watching a show. It's just like Inception. Show. Alienception. Yes, Alienception. Maybe that's the episode title. Um, but uh, you just look at all the different crazy structures that predate what we have written history on, and. Just to use your brain, and I mean that, really, think about it. How could you build this now? What what steps would you take? How long would it take? So then start asking, how would they do that before every kind of technology we have in known existence? Okay? It's either something so advanced that left no trace of itself, Mm-hmm. Or we are so fucking stupid, we don't realize there's something that we can unlock in our brains that make us be able to build shit at some incredible fucking rate. Absolutely. Like answer something. I mean, and and that's one of the things that, that this group of, of scientists or just enthusiasts really, really points out. You look at uh, the Mayans, the Aztecs, the Incas, the um, Olmecs, the Egyptians, you know, you look at all these ancient civilizations and the pyramid, you know, in, in any capacity is a theme. And, and, and again, take this with a grain of salt and don't quote me word for word, but I'm pretty sure it was either the Aztecs or the Mayas, but a certain city, if you look at how their pyramids are placed from bird's eye view. If you look at how those are placed and you reference it to uh, like certain positions of stars, like the pyramids are placed geometrically it's perfection. On the globe, they're exactly globally distant equidistance from each mm-hmm. other in every instance that yep. you find ancient uh, Egyptian, not Egyptian, but ancient pyramid temples in other mm-hmm. cultures. Yeah, so they all, they all, um, you know, that's that's between all of them, but then like all the pyramids in one city will be at exactly the same distance from each other, and they're mm. all proportional, and they're all identical. And then you look at something like the Nazca Lines... You know, lines in the desert that were created fucking hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years ago, which may or may not be maintained currently because I I don't know, but you can only see them from the air, 
Why would a primitive people make massive images in the desert that you could only see from the air? They're not flying around. They're trying to get someone's attention. Or they're hey. trying to impress someone. Yeah, like, look, come talk to us. We understand. We can find a way to communicate with you. Here's art. You can visualize art, you know, unless you're some sort of non-visualizing creature. I remember I remember watching an episode of Ancient Aliens while they were were focusing on the Nazca lines and some a, a small group of people believe that 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 area of the desert is was would have actually been like a runway. So each of the symbols correlates to land right here. You know, it's safe here. And 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 obviously there's thousands upon thousands of, of theories but those lines in the dirt to me, are some of the most intriguing because no one can really justify their existence. I mean, no matter Which, how much research you do, I mean, it's just, it's trippy, you know? Well, check it out. You look at these Nazca lines, man, and you look at all the shapes they've drawn into the sand here, and I've got a picture of all of them in one shot, which is fucking incredible. And you've got, like, there's a bird, and there's mm-hmm. some sort of circle with hands. Maybe it's meat wad. I don't know. <laughs> um... You've got a human person, which is very tiny compared to everything else. They made the person mm-hmm. very small. But then there's like a monkey and a tree and and several different bird creatures of sorts. Maybe a pelican. You've got a dog-like creature, possibly a spider. Maybe some sort of like dinosaur because it's a long megalodon-looking type thing. And also a kind of a, a shark-looking alligator type thing that's been drawn in the sand here. And there, you got to think. Those are miles long, mm-hmm. tens of miles or hundreds of miles long to make them that size to be seen from space. So and it's crazy to think that they existed on our planet for so long until finally we got to a point where we could see them. How long did they exist before anyone, anybody ever observed them? And how cool would it have been to be the first person to be like, holy shit, what? Yeah. You know, and but then of course here begs another question: with them being so big, could people have made them, or is something else making them? You know, with how large they are. I mean, those are large carved paths over, like I said, tens of miles. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to send you an image. Sure, send it over, computer. bro. From my computer, but I don't know how to do it. Oh, and of course, one of the Nazca lines, which is in a separate location on a rock, is known as the the astronaut. Do you know about that one? Mm-hmm. It's got like kind yeah, of that... like a, a like a, a fishbowl helmet. Yeah, yeah. That's I'm trying to send you. Here we go. Yeah, it worked. Okay, Fuck I yeah, sent spread you, it. I, I sent you a picture in Skype. Oh, you sent it in Skype. Oh, shit, bro. That's cool. Let me peep this, Jazz. Oh, get the fuck out of here thing. Wow, I can just so pull once it you... up while we're doing this podcast. That's great. Mm-hmm. So okay, the sure. spider, 46 yeah. meters long. The hummingbird, 50 meters long. The tree, 88. The astronaut, 40. The macaw, 25 meters long. The iguana, 155 meters long. That's huge. How many? How how long is a meter? Uh, just for reference, because I'm not 
mathing right now for some reason. This just, is it's crazy. Just a minute. Sure. Meters to feet. One meter is 3.28 feet. Wow. So, go back to Skype here. So, these are hundreds of feet long, not miles. Mm-hmm. Not miles. My but bad. Still, still enormous. Very large and impressive. Absolutely. That's what she said. Oh, yeah, totally. Mm. Uh, I got to get it in there while I can. That's what she said. (laughs) (laughs) Counterpunch. I'm a great counterpuncher. That was awesome. Now it won't let let me. Damn it. What were you going to do? Well, I was trying to get back to the image to do some math. Oh, I don't know how to get to the image after we've closed out of the image. Uh, I think you go to the, the open conversation, bro. Hit open conversation. It's the little, like, square with three lines. Or two lines. It's only two. Towards the bottom of the screen. Yeah, I don't have that option. Take your oh, mouse. found it. Yeah, found t- it. I found say, it. take your mouse down there. You have to take the mouse. <laughs> Okay, let's do some math. Sure. Okay, the spider's 150 feet. The hummingbird's hummingbird's a a little bit bigger than 150 feet. The tree's almost 300 feet. What's the biggest one? The biggest one, I think, the heron. is the heron, yeah, mm-hmm. 285 meters, which would equal, like, something like 900 feet, or close to 1,000 feet, actually, if you add on all those little extra feet. Yeah, 855 feet. Nice. So, That's I mean, these are these huge. are massive images. That are permanently in out there in Peru. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, absolutely insanity, man. So, um, I wanted to ask you about this too. Also, while we're on the, on the subject of aliens, obviously, and everything, uh, do you know about the Bob Lazar story? No. Okay, so he was recently a Joe Rogan guest, and I guess he's got a documentary on Netflix and whatever. But he is a scientist who claims. He was um, recruited to work in a base that had a spaceship that was of alien technology that had a gravity field. And you're like, oh, this story's fucking crazy. You know, whatever. This guy's fucking crazy. But then everything he's ever said all the way back to some of his earliest interviews in the early 80s. It's very important to note some of his first interviews were in the early 80s when he was coming out about this because he went like he kind of got fired from it and then just went and told people what was happening and no one of course believed him. But, um, stuff he predicted that existed because of this, like ship that he had dealt with and was working on and studying the propulsion of, it came to fruition. Like they, they, it came real. Like he, back then in the eighties, he's like, and I learned really quickly that gravity is actually a wave. It's not a source. It's not. It's a wave that's. It pulls at a certain frequency. And and he's explaining how this ship has this fucking gravity force field that they can fucking turn on, and you can't touch it. And then like it came out in 2016. Gravity is a fucking wave 
and you could control it if you could figure out how to harness the wave, right? And then there's this like element 115 or 151 or some shit like that. An unused unknown element. He talks about it several different times. And in like 2017, they came out with that exact element and, and described its place. This guy's story is incredible. He took footage, dude. He took fucking footage in the early 80s of a spaceship flying around. Of course, they say it's bullshit and it's old cam footage, so it's really hard. But, like, he was throwing parties out there and showing people, like, this shit's real. Like, we really have this technology. These aliens really did come to our planet. And um, I will say the documentary is kind of horse shit. They have this guy who tries to do this, like, slow narration, like, um... Sam Elliott, but it's not really that good. It's like it just misses the mark with me, and it kind of kills the story. But the podcast on Rogan is ultra-informative. He dives into a lot of things and stuff, and, uh, you know, uh, it's really crazy, man, to think about uh, the fact that people are wrong. They're going to go to Area 51, and that's not even where they keep the alien shit. Like, it's it's not even the right place. You need to go where Bob Lazar tells you. One of my favorite memes is, you know, once we get into Area 51 and it's just empty and it ends up being a uh, Chevrolet J.D. Power commercial. Or a Dollar General. Or a Dollar General. (laughs) I really like that one, too. Oh, those are good. I love all the ones of the people that say they're going to Area 51 to the raid, you know. Oh, like the the celebrities? Yeah, but I think, I feel like you posted one, quite possibly, that was... uh, was like uh, Bill Cosby, maybe? Did mm-hmm. you post a Bill Cosby yeah, one? I, sh- I shared that earlier. Sorry, I was ha- I'm having a little issue with one of my headphones. Oh, there it goes. It was back. It's weird. Strange. Anyways, uh, so, you know, earlier in the episode, you said something that we never, we didn't even brief on it. You said it, and I literally let it go to the wind because I wanted to save it closer to the the later part of our conversation here. Who knows where we're at in this conversation, but I want to make sure not to forget. You said, as far as you can tell, you've never had an alien encounter, seen some weird shit, experienced weird shit, nothing. Nothing has tickled your fancy. Nothing has blown your mind. Has there ever been any, like, video footage that's blown your mind? You've been like, what the fuck? You know? Uh, I mean... (laughs) I've, I've seen a lot of, like, Air Force footage that has been, you know, either Air Force or commercial, commercial aircraft that's been, you know, very, very convincing... And with, and I can't, from memory, I can't pull up. It was flight 731 at, at 9 o'clock in the morning. Over, oh, totally. No worries. You know. Yeah. But, um, like, what I've always had a hard time with is, is anytime, anytime people talk about aliens and they talk about the government's involvement and, and it's a massive conspiracy theory always, you know, whatever, but you get some of these Air Force pilots from every generation, their interactions and, you know, their declassified, basically debriefs of their encounter with an object that was traveling. You know, they might be traveling at Mach 2 and this fucking thing just blows right by them. And, you know, that's not normal. 
and no, not by any stretch of the imagination. And, and not not every one of, not not every one of these pilots is just fucking hallucinating from you know stress on their body because of G force or you know you always see all these bullshit excuses and and that's that's one of the things that I've always taken um uh interest in because. There's no way every single one of these people is lying. Yeah, like it's, what 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 purpose does it serve for them all to lie? It's statistically improbable or highly unlikely that every one of these people is lying the exact same way about the exact same thing. I no, I, I completely agree with you. Uh I look to, I've seen certain videos, one of the earliest videos that captivated me when I was younger was like 95 or 96, uh, the Five Lights Over Arizona. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. five slow moving, they just kind of fucking sat there. It doesn't make any sense, like you don't even know what it is, and it's not like they were drones. Maybe they were drones, fuck, I don't know, now anything's possible back then, you think about it like that, but um, I have had... One in-person experience that I've witnessed something uh, that blew my fucking mind, and I'll talk about that. But then also I've been able to experience what I believe is actual proof, and it's stuff that NASA puts out all the time, and they have, they're have they so blind to the obvious, and I'm going to talk about that as well. So first let me get into, real quick, giving you a little bit of backstory. It was like... I don't know. I was probably like third, fourth grade, so I was like nine or ten. My parents had probably just divorced and I uh, had my buddy Lance over to stay the night and we decided we were going to go to my grandpa's house and borrow a bunch of really fancy tents and we were going to camp out in my dad's backyard it was fenced in it had a pool it was going to be fucking fun we were making a night of it you know just be being dudes being fucking kids so we we're out there hanging out and like drinking pop and whatever and we we're looking up at the stars man and I'll never fucking forget it all of a sudden there are three red dots in a triangle and okay. they went up, down, right, made a swish, and was fucking gone in a tenth of a second. It was the fucking fastest, craziest thing I've ever seen. And we looked at each other, and we ran inside. We were fucking genuinely, like, spooked to death. So this is, like, I don't know, 95, 96. So, you know, we were we were definitely not in an era where there were drones flying around or some crazy shit like that. It was far enough off in space. And when you think about space, I mean, to our eye, miles are this much. You know, this tiny little fraction of a thing when we look up in the sky are miles and miles and miles of space. So the speed and range with which this thing traveled was... Hundreds of miles in nanoseconds, bro. It was fucking absolutely insane. It's it shocked me to this day. I'll never forget it. It's palpable in my like I can remember it was like dewy and it was dark and it was probably like ten thirty or eleven and the pool is humming and then and the back light is off because I said it's more fun if we just like let the star it's just you know dark and it's not all like bright and shit back here. And then that happened, man. It's fucking blew my mind. And I'll never forget that. I was like, I knew for a fact, I was like, there's other shit. We are definitely not the only things that are existing here. Not by a long shot, you know? Have you have you had any other experiences? Well, let me explain when I say other experiences. Yeah, I, um, I got really fascinated for a long time on multiple levels with watching NASA's live footage from the ISS. 
um, because they stream HD footage constantly from the International Space Station. So you're always seeing like them fly over the Earth and there's always black space behind it, right? Mm-hmm. So obviously you can tell what is a star in the black of space because as you're moving, it's not going to be moving. It's going to kind of be staying in perp- you know, where it needs to stay in movement to the camera on the ISS. But then you will see, and I swear to God, dude, if you watch it like 10 o'clock at night, 11 or whatever, and you just sit and watch the screen and watch the blackness of space. Don't pay attention to the Earth. Don't pay attention if an astronaut is out there fucking with the camera or doing anything. If you just watch the blackness of space, you will see shit flying around. And there is no question in my mind. And some people would go, Nate, dude, it's just fucking space debris, man. And I'm like, no, because again, the same argument that great distance apart. If you're looking at a far distance away into space, that's hundreds of miles of distance you're seeing in a tiny distance, right? You're you're observing it from afar, so you're seeing a much larger scope. And these things are shiny and bright. The sun isn't illuminating them, or maybe it is. And they're flying opposite and moving in very intricate patterns. Why is that? It's not because it's space junk just floating out in space. It, it's moving too fast. It's all moving too fast. It do, it just doesn't it doesn't add up to me. So the more I started watching those dudes, I like freaked myself out one night because mm-hmm. I saw like ten of them in one sitting, and I was like, "What the fuck is up? Like, why is there so much activity over Earth this one particular night? Like two years ago." And it got me, dude. And I don't, I don't watch them all the time, but I love showing other people because once you start looking and looking into space and you see just one, you will get lost just watching for hours. Like, show me another. I want to see another. I want to feel the rush of seeing this weird thing cross the screen in a rapid rate of pace that blows my fucking mind, you know? Gotcha. Yeah, so that that's what I do, um, and I'm gonna next time we're hanging out, I'm gonna show you because it's fucking radical. Uh, Fuck yeah! And there's this other, so there's this guy too, Secure Ten, Secure Team Ten, or some shit like that. He's this like nerdy dude who just like covers alien shit. He's been doing it for a long time on YouTube, so he's got like one or two million subscribers, you know. And uh, he he shows some of the best footage and breaks down like. Here's another thing. Sometimes NASA will be aware if there's something entering the atmosphere that they don't want you to see because miraculously feeds will be interrupted. The feed will cut. It will shut off. All of a sudden, it'll just become a black screen for a solid minute, and then all of a sudden the camera will turn and be looking in towards the spaceship and not out towards space for whatever reason. And those are the other ones that are super obvious. I remember like four or five years ago, there was a giant spire that uh, came over the horizon on a NASA video. And right as the spire was about to peak and you were going to see this thing, whatever it was, they cut the feed. And uh, I'm going to try to find a picture of that uh, if I can. NASA feed cut spire. Oh, that's uh, images. Let's see if I can find this for you course i'm gonna have a hard time finding it because it was on a youtube video but you know and some people are like oh people can fake those things man i'm like no it's from nasa's actual feed like they aren't faking it they're not gonna try to put that out against themselves that's why they're cutting the feeds right clearly um 
Man. Yeah, I fucking love aliens, bro. Have you ever seen the movie The Fourth Kind? Negative. I've not seen The Fourth Kind. You need to watch it. Okay. You know what's crazy? I'm on a tangent just for 30 seconds. Yesterday's episode of Podcast Free was on. I'm listening to you talk. You guys went on a Matthew McConaughey tangent, and a weird thing happened to me. Just two days ago, my buddy Anthony suggested we watch a movie called Mud. And you suggested that people watch Mud. And that's crazy, because like now I'm pretty sure that tomorrow I'm going to be watching Mud. It's one of, In my opinion, it's one of McConaughey's best performances. Nice. It's a great, great movie. Very underappreciated. Hell yeah. We'll get back to it. What's the fourth kind about, my man? So, the fourth kind came out 2009, and, you know, it didn't get received very well. But basically what the fourth kind is... Uh, are you familiar with the name J. Allen Hynek? Negative. Or Hynek? I don't think so. He he basically did the classification of close encounters with aliens. So, close encounter of the first kind is whatever. The close encounter of the second kind is whatever. The third kind is whatever. The fourth kind is physical contact or alien abductions. So, they did they did this movie... Mila Jovich plays the main character. Um, it's kind of like a a pseudo documentary. So there's some footage that's shot like like third person. There's some footage that's shot like documentary style. But basically, this woman is being interviewed two years after a bunch of abductions happened in Nome, Alaska, and she is like a psychiatrist. And she uses hypnosis to get memories out of people who have been suspectedly abducted. And one of her husband, and then, you know, throughout the movie, she figures out that she is also one of those people that has been abducted. And it fuck it fucks her up real bad. But, you know, this kind of a movie is, you know, you would like to say, okay, well, you know, it's a documentary. It's based on fact. It's... It's a science fiction movie, so it's a little bit wonky. But not only is this one of my favorite like horror thriller movies ever, but like this is the kind of movie that we don't get enough of to pique people's interest back in aliens. Like, you know, we go through like phases in the media where like right now we're talking about Area 51. Everyone is fucking involved in it. And then we'll go through phases where <clears throat> No one gives a shit, you know. I strongly urge anyone that is into, like, science fiction of any kind, thrillers of any kind, go into this movie with an open mind and just enjoy it because it is trippy as shit. Man, uh, okay, I'll counter your science fiction-y movie, which was called The Fourth Kind. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to be checking that out. Uh, I'm going to counter your science fiction movie with a science fiction movie I just recently watched. It's not about aliens, but it is about upgraded technology in the future. The movie is called Upgrade. Okay. Do you know anything about this movie? I I, mean, I remember seeing the trailer for it. So this guy, he and his wife having a lovely life. They're in this advanced future, driving their car. They wreck the car. Well, the car wrecks itself. She gets killed. He gets shot in the back of the neck becomes a quadriplegic. His buddy's like, hey, man, I got this thing called STEM. It'll help you to be better. 
He put and they they implanted in this quadriplegic's neck, and then he starts walking again, and then he starts getting advanced, and then Stem starts talking to him, and then he starts trying to figure out who killed his wife, and then the mystery unfolds, and it like does all these twists and things you don't expect, but, um, you know, what do you think is going to come first, a utopian future, or will we have proof of alien life? Like, do you think we're going to get to a point where we've got flying cars and fucking robots or are all the workforce and we're just people that get to occupy this this planet or or, you know, um, or are we going to see aliens first? I I'm a big fan of of Tyson's opinion of flying cars are never going to be reality because, cool. I mean, if you think about it right now, you're driving a vehicle of any kind, you're constrained by the rules of the road. You know, anyone that lives in like LA or Chicago complains about traffic and it's like, yeah, if I had a flying car, there wouldn't be any traffic. Well, it's just not going to be chaos. Well, no, all the traffic would go up. Yeah. And then it would be even worse. Maybe, you know, because maybe you can utilize, you know, you can utilize aerospace and more, you know, have people stacked on top of each other and not necessarily just one path that you've only got X amount of cars that can go down. You know, you can't stack the highway six high. But one one path, people's emotions and road rage and everything is contained. If you and I are in flying cars and you won't get the fuck out of my way and I go to go around you... You know, I'm crashing into cars in the in the sky, and then we're crashing into cars on the ground. Nope, because the autopilot's going to kick in and force you to stay ah. in your lane. It, it, it's already built, man. I mean, they're they're already testing the waters for this. I, the thing that's the thing that's difficult is going to be propulsion. Ultimately, yeah. if they can figure out propulsion and how to get it off the ground without there being a large amount of heat source between the vehicle and the ground. Once that's solved, they'll they'll have flying cars, no question. Will we ever have flying cars? Maybe not. But will it exist I don't on think this so. p- if this planet can survive another fifty years? Possible. I think it's possible. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, I don't know. I, I think to to ca- to modify your question a little bit, are we going to have proof of alien existence in our lifetime? Maybe. Are we also going to have proof that alien life does not exist? I think that is equally as possible. You know, um... Hmm. Intelligent... Okay, let me rephrase that again. Intelligent alien life. So because what do you, it's, I mean, what do you mean by that? Because I think that if any alien life at all contacts us, that signifies intelligence. Right. But right now, there's proof that bacteria lives on Mars. True. That's alien life. Those are single-celled organisms yeah, no, bebopping that... around up on the red planet. And they live, and they've acclimated to their environment, mm-hmm. much like the dogs and cats that live in Chernobyl that just right. live there and chill. They're radioactive mm-hmm. as fuck, and they can do it. I don't understand it, but they can. Yep. Some weird shit. So, I, I don't know. It, it kind of goes back to my big... Um, opening statement of if we're going to get the information whether whether they exist or whether they don't exist i just want to know in my lifetime yeah absolutely i fully so, agree with so i mean you. It, if if there is proof that there at least 
in our solar system or the very close surrounding solar system, you know, because that's one of the things we didn't touch on when we were talking about just space at the beginning of the show. We discover new exoplanets almost on the daily at this point. Oh, yeah, it happens you know, all the time. We, d- we discover a star with an exoplanet in the perfect orbit at the perfect time. And obviously, you know, people forget that every time we look at an image of space, if it's a star or whatever, we're looking at the past. Yes. Oh, my God. You know, I'm so glad you brought that point up because we just witnessed something in history happen. Uh, something that exploded like 500,000 years ago, which was, I think, two black holes or something or a supernova something happened that they just caught in space and it's like you know happened 500,000 years ago in the past but the light source mm-hmm. has finally just gotten here that's a long distance in space bro mhm so if it, when we're looking at let's say exoplanet x191 gallifrey through, through yeah through the through the hubble telescope and we're looking at its star like all of that is in the past. So say on on that planet that there's an advanced or at least a civilization that's on par with us, we're looking at them in the past. So just you know, through modern science, uh, a civilization as advanced as ours ultimately is doomed because of itself. You know, that's just that's that's one of the the um, I'm I'm at a loss for words. That's one of the big pitfalls, I guess, downsides. Yeah, the the downsides of being an advanced civilization because you are either so advanced that you destroy yourself, or you are so advanced that you have transcended what we are right now. You no longer need it, so there's no. Um, there's no need to explore and colonize because you've already transcended past that. You're beyond it living in the next plane. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay. So I'm going to ask an interesting question spiraling out of all this, of all the different, you know, I think that I had a funny thought. If aliens did come down to earth. Okay. Let's say like my buddy Carl just drops down spaceship. Carl, he's fucking parks in my parking driveway, walks up to my house, rings the doorbell. Okay, so you see you envision Mars attacks, and that's that's exactly what I'm going to bring up is, like, he walks in. I'm like, hey, Carl, what's up, bro? How's it going? Long travels? And he's like, I'm like, oh, cool, man. That was crazy. I don't know what the fuck you just said. Um, and he walks over to my movie shelf, and he starts looking at the movies. And all these movies are about aliens being bad guys. He's going to get fucking offended. He's going to get super offended. He's going to be like, what the fuck is this? Or he's probably actually going to be like, more shit, what? Ow! You know, and then... <laughs> you know, and I'm, again, stere- I'm going to be like, Carl, I don't know what the fuck you're saying, bro. You're stereotyping, Nate. I know, I'm awful, I'm awful. It's 2019, you can't do that, bro. I can't do alien speak? Nope. Partially me. I got it. Oh, shit. Oh, Shirley Boo! You know, like... I don't Egg know. McMuffin. Oh man, but like, I, I um, I, I wanted to ask that question though, and you kind of answered it without me even asking. Is like, visually speaking, though, what do you think is the closest representation of what we might find out there? 
if if intelligent life in a in a bodily form exists and it's going to interact with a human and humankind is going to bridge the gap and 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 move forward into being a more um a, a civilization like you know uh, level three where we can travel interplanetarily because we have world peace. <clears throat> what do you think these fuckers are going to look like? Man, I I don't know. It's tough because, like scientifically. Like, our species only, like, legitimately, our only kind of ace in the hole that we have is how adaptable we are. Oh, I thought it was how big our dicks are. No, because I have no no ace in the hole there. (laughs) But, uh, (laughs) um... Like that, like legitimately, our claim to fame—that's what I was trying to say. Our our only claim to fame is how adaptable we are. We can adapt to almost any environment through evolution and time and ingenuity and whatever. Like our species can overcome just about any any challenge that we face in small groups. Big groups, we can't do that at all. It's we're fucking destined to fail. But. Like, we are not evolved to... We're evolved to adapt, but not really to to do what we need to do to get into space. Like, a perfect example is, like, you, you take you take Nate Phillips. You know, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the, the hand from Super Smash Bros. You know, the glove? Sure, yeah, I got you, totally. I, I pick you up by the shirt collar right now, and I take you right out into the middle of the Pacific Ocean, and I just bloop. Just drop you. You're fucked. Maybe not. Like I, I'm talking, one hundred percent in the middle of the Pacific. No oh, islands. Okay, I got you. Yeah, no I'm nothing. Fucked. I'm totally. You're fucked. Unless Art- I get a miracle boat that's showing up, I can't swim for hundreds of miles. My body mm-hmm. just will die. I'll just drown. Well, and and you cannot survive underwater. Fact. Our 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 bodies have evolved to be. One hundred percent attached to the land. Okay. Maybe I'll cut gills into my throat. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> uh, let's bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it plays. <laughs> let's see if it pays off. Um, Unsure. But, oh, I just put blood uh, in the water. Great. Yeah. Oh uh, fuck. <laughs> let Let me just freeze up and pretend I'm dead. The shark will go away. Totally. Um, but we are not. We are we are totally out of our element in the water, and you know, scientifically, we know more about space than we know about the ocean. So, if you can draw the parallels, the ocean is what we really need to be using to figure out how we're going to get into space and how we're, you know, whether we're going to modify our bodies somehow to be more even more adaptable to the conditions because like Tyson puts it perfectly and and I hate to keep referencing him, but like he's the man. He's the fucking man. He is the man. So if you go into space right now and you're floating around in your space suit, you take your helmet off before you take your helmet off. You hold your breath. You're not just going to instantly freeze. Like that's, that's not, that's, that's, Movie science or special effects, you will not instantaneously freeze. Nope. Space, 
has to take the heat radiating away from your body to, you know, death levels to kill you. So you're going to survive for as long as you can hold your breath. And then when you go to take a breath, you're not going to instantly die. You're going to suffocate slowly like you would anywhere else. Yep. And it's going to be absolutely brutal. Yeah, it's going to be awful. So until we find a way not only to, you know, travel and explore, you know, beyond the moon, um, we're we're at an we're at an extreme disadvantage there technologically. Physically, we're also we we can't do anything in space at all except float around. Unless we have technology to propel us around, you know, which goes back to my first point. So if you're a species, I'm I'm sorry this is so long-winded, but No, don't. A, I'm glad you're talking it up. If you're a species that has figured out not only interplanetary or, or extraplanetary travel, whichever adjective or uh prefix that is supposed to be I think you it's, have figured uh it'd be extra yeah yeah if if you're a if you're a, a civilization or, or a species or, or an alien let's just say alien if you're an alien that's figured that out you also have to have technology to make you worth a damn in space yes absolutely because you're, you're going to be spending a, a pretty good amount of time in space Unless you figured out instantaneous travel somehow, which is, you know, goes even that much further. Man, what? I think that um, that could be possible. Go ahead, continue. So, so we are, and, and I'm going to apologize to anyone listening again. I'm sorry this is so long-winded, but it's very complex and it's hard to articulate. We are evolved from primates who were climbing in the trees and running on the ground and all that shit. What if the aliens that come to Earth are totally from a planet that's nothing but ocean? Oh, fuck. I never thought about that. I don't even want to deal with land dwelling. And that's that's part of the reason why I brought up the dropping us in the ocean thing. They would have to have technology to make them... Adapt to us. Uh, Yes. Yes. Thank you. Um, so I, I don't know, it, you know, in, in science fiction, we always, um, you know, we Star Trek it. These are beautiful blue skinned aliens or green skin alien and, and they're bipedal. They have two arms, two legs, two hands, you know, they have opposable thumbs. Um, there was a theory that went around a couple years ago and I, you know, I don't know how much truth to that statement is that, that Octopus and other squid, nautilus, cuttlefish, you know, all those, um, that, that's, uh... Deep sea creatures? Sure, but that are all of that variety, that don't have a skeleton, multiple arms, you know, tentacles, the whole shebang. Massive brains. Octopus have massive brains. They're one of the most intelligent creatures on the planet. They're Absolutely. like they're almost on par with us. If they could figure out how to walk and build their own shit, we'd be fucked. 
there is there's a there was a theory going around a couple years ago that at the beginning at the dawn of time let's paint it that way that they were they were actually let's say alien bacteria that made it to earth that then evolved separately from us oh that's fucking sweet so they were single-celled organisms from somewhere else we were single-celled organisms from here we we evolved in tandem but separately down different tracks um i mean if let's say aliens crash land on earth right now and they're all octopus people it's it's going to be tough because you're going to have the language barrier you're going to have the physical the physic the barrier of physicality you're going to have the barrier or the the barrier of of literally everything and then tyson you know i'm going to quote him again he brings up the the Christopher Columbus mentality. If you're an advanced species, what incentive do you have? If you are that advanced to come here, what advantage or what incentive do you have to come here other than, hey, they got some shit that we need, bro. Let's go take it. Because that's what we have done historically to every other civilization in history. I have a thought. And it's going to be what could unite our entire world. Hear me out. So we know it's real. We know it's factual. We're not fucking idiots. Climate change is happening to our country and our to our mm-hmm. world, and things are bad. And they've said, you know, maybe ten to twelve years, man, realistically, and shit could get real bad real fast, like apocalyptic level. You know, fucking live now while you can, motherfuckers. Right. Right. So let's say we get into that window where there's only two or three years left. They think. And that it's it's toast, you know, and our planet's fucked and we can't terraform it. We can't fix what we've done. What if there is a species out there, though, that has been observing us and saying, like, we can't get involved, we can't get involved. And they see, like, they're all going to die. They're all going to fucking die. And someone comes down and is like, whoa, we can help you. We've got this technology. We can re-terraform your planet, make it better. They are, you know, obviously futuristic beings. It would then, every single fucking person would be like, we almost fucking died if it weren't for aliens. And then guess what, man? A new religion is born. The alien religion. And everybody's buying into that shit. And do you know why? Because we all fucking saw it. It actually happened. You know, that's what right. I'm saying. The The only problem with that, and, and I've thought about that too, and a lot of people have, is it's highly unlikely. Because, it, it let's say that... Let's look, let's look at the other side of the coin of that scenario. There's there's an alien, there's a highly advanced alien species uh, observing us. They're going to use us as a science experiment. They're going to see if we can figure it out on our own. Ah, see, that's a way to look at it too that I wouldn't have thought of. That that's I think that's just the other side of the coin. I, you know, obviously it's not it's not cut and dry. It's not. It comes know, down to a battle be, of morality, actually. Yep. And but, if. if you know, you know. Historically, if a species comes down and is like, "Hey, bro, we'll help you out," we're not going to take that very well at first. Pride. Well, it's not even that. It's just you know, you brought up a second ago, like, what's it going to take to unite our species? You know, I thought that, especially with all the research that's coming out and blah blah blah, that. That catastrophic climate change would be the thing to do it. I I, I think we're gonna wait until the last minute, and then it's gonna be too late. Um, 
But war is really the only thing that unites our species, but also divides our species. So if, if some aliens come here to fuck us up, we're going to band together, then we're going to take their shit, and then we're going to get off of this planet. If that doesn't happen, it's not going to happen. I don't think, you know, that's a little bit nihilistic to kind of think about it that way. Um, but I, it's it's tough, you know, because, you know, when, when you get into these discussions, it's, it's not just throwing one thing at the wall and seeing if it sticks. It's throwing a whole handful of shit at the wall and seeing if one out of a hundred things sticks. It's kind of like, you know? uh, it's almost like, what the Hulk says in Endgame. We're dealing with time travel here. Either all of it's a joke or none of it is. Like either mm-hmm. there really are advanced beings out there that could choose to help us or not help us, or there's not. And we're just th- this is it, man. And this mm-hmm. is our existence and this has been our experience, you know, and that's you know, it's been great. I've been having fun. You know, I get to do this podcasting thing. We've left some we've left some captain's logs for another advanced bleak blurk bleak system to mm-hmm. hear someday and be like Yeah. Big Mac. Big Mac? Yeah, like I I don't think you heard me earlier, but you were doing your your glip glorp stuff, and <laughs> I just I just laid in there real subtle egg McMuffin, like I just I just picture like an advanced civilization like trying to figure us out, and like the only word of English or the only like English phrase that they know is egg McMuffin, Big Mac. It's all McDonald's. It's all like menu items from a McDonald's. Oh my god, that would be funny. They're calling our planet. They're like. McDonald's, mm-hmm. it's McDonald's, and then the, you know they're looking at the trees and they're like hash browns, hash yeah. browns. <laughs> Fuck yeah! I I don't know. It, it the more the more you talk about it, like the more almost the more horrifying it, it becomes because, like, say aliens do come and they're peaceful, like they are total, like they are a, a pacifist society. They want nothing to do with war or conflict. They just want to, you know, they're hippie aliens, okay? They just want to spe- spread peace and love, except with two fingers, it's like four. Like, this is their peace sign, you know? They got much cooler weed in space, too, I think. They, they got the dopest fucking weed in all of the solar system. Like That's, that's amazing. Like, when you, when you fucking... You take one fucking rip off of a an alien bong and you literally hibernate like a grizzly bear. Oh my god, that's incredible! <laughs> yeah, it's like a hyperbolic time chamber, but I'm a fucking sign me up, dude. Oh my god, sign me I'm up there. Or like you hit but, it and then you you travel in a, interplanetarily, like that's their traveling system. Fuck yeah, right? Because it, it, it's all in your mind, you know. It just takes yeah. you to this new. You're like, whoa, how am I here? And they're like, yeah, I know, it's fucking cool, right? <laughs> They're like aliens come and they're fascinated with tie dye t shirts. Yes, they've never seen anything cooler than a tie dye t shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I know what I, I think. I know what you're about to to to. I'm just gonna volley this because I know you. We aren't those people. We mm-hmm. would not be peaceful, even if mm-hmm. they were a hundred percent peaceful. It would be capture this thing, try to fucking poke and prod it, see what it's about. Why Take is it their here? Shit. Take their shit, learn from their shit, uh, reverse engineer their shit so we can use their shit, Mm -hmm. you know? It's terrifying, too, because 
and it, it kind of goes back to what I was uh, uh, pointing out about civilizations interacting that had never interacted before. You know, when when the European peoples started interacting with the native peoples of North America and South America, like, we brought a shit ton of fucking diseases that they had never experienced before. Who's to say that you know, a species totally devoid of disease comes down and we all just don't fucking die. Oh, shit. Just from disease. Or vice versa. Mm -hmm. They die from our, you know, environment. Yep. Shit, something simple, too, like um, the common cold wipes out their fucking civilization. What was that movie, War of the Worlds? Mm Mm-hmm. Common cold? Yeah. Nicolas Cage, right? No, that was Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, yes. Oh, my God. Yes, it was. Um, I have another question. I, I just, it was just on the tip of my tongue, and I fucking lost it. It was a goodie, too. Oh, man. Rewind. Bring it back. I'm trying to. Okay. So, you, you know, you talk about us wiping them out, them wiping us out accidentally, you know, not even by by meaning to. But that you know my question is gonna is this is gonna totally divert three sixty, but like what if the aliens were dealing with our future us's? That's that's a pretty popular theory, especially here lately. I mean and, and that we at some point, maybe not in Tyler and Nate's life, but m- maybe. Who knows? Fuck, I don't know. Elon Musk is fucking crazy in advance. He's got all kinds of crazy shit in his head he wants to accomplish, you know? I might be um, an alien right now. Totally. We both are aliens. Some sort. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't say that now. Ice might knock on your door. That's uh, right. But, but um, you know, I just think about it, and... I don't know, man. My brain, my brain, it's very full with like the why would we come back to ourselves? That's the only, that's the only part of the bubble that I'm not, because here, look, this is why I say I'm having a hard time discerning why that would be really a good theory. Like, because I I say it. I've got a good one. Okay. Two parts. Sure. One, to see where you came from. Okay. To see your origins, to fully appreciate where you're at right now. Okay, but why would they come to 2019? Because maybe right now is the catalyst for for who they became, or for who we become. Oh, shit, bro. That's deep or, as fuck. Or, um, reverse what you said, and we are the future of what they are. Oh man, that's deep as fuck too. You're breaking my mm-hmm. brain holes there. Um, I don't know. My brain's like this though. You, you know, we were talking about it earlier with climate change coming and the possible destruction of our planet. Like that's a real. Like people don't think that we're just joking and saying that is some sort of like rib. Like, that's very possible. We are in a very very finite window right now, uh, where the people who have the power need to make the right decisions. But um. You know, um, if we don't 
survive this, how can there be a future us to come back to us? You know what I'm saying? That's the mm-hmm. that's the incompatibility with that one. But like, I love it because you would want to see your origin. But I think history tells us you want to go as far back as possible. Because nothing has been recorded in ancient, ancient, ancient times. Or at least not in a way we understand. There's not a base text that we can just read and say, oh my god, this is their story. Like, holy fuck. The people who fucking made those ancient lines, like, this is why they did it. This is an explanation, you know? Um, You would want to go even so much further back than that, though, to the start of it. To the genesis of the planet and everything. And then, you know, so... I don't know, man. Aliens as a whole, when you think about them, there are so many avenues. There's so many what-ifs, intangibles, you know. If they are advanced, do they have advanced weaponry? Are they even carrying weapons? Is that a thing they do? Do aliens need weapons? What if they just, their weapons, their mind, you know? Or they're super fucking fast and have, like, superhero reflexes or some shit, you know? Mm -hmm. Or what if that's the future, man? What if... Those are the aliens, are like superhumans, metas, if you will, you know, and that 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 they're they're somewhere in space. There are versions of humans that actually do have superpowers, you know. Like, I don't know. I I just I really don't know. I feel like I can't wait for September twentieth to get here. I really want to know how the raid goes, if it goes. Like, it's I feel like we're in a countdown now. Like, will the U.S. government come out and be like, okay, fucking fine, don't. We don't want to even be responsible for killing like 300,000 American citizens at least. So let's just keep it real. We do have secrets. We can't tell you all the secrets, but we will say, yes, there are aliens. Here's the proof. Don't come to the raid or we'll fucking shoot you. And and then that's where they leave it. Like, that would be incredible. Our generation fucking forced their hand. You mother... But of course, and you and I have said it and seen it and memed it and and, and talked about it. It'd be really cool if we all banded together to do something a whole lot more prominent than raid a fucking Area 51. Right. How about we universally all agree to stop paying our taxes and force the government's hand? How about we all universally agree to fucking help our fellow man in any any means necessary and not let the government break bonds between your color of skin or your fucking ethnicity or your creed or what your sexual orientation is or if you're a fucking robot, you know? Like... That's the power. That's what we need is to remember that we do have the power. Mm-hmm. There are more of us than there are people in control. And if we all can band together for an actual cause, something that's life-changing, man, we can take this planet back and have something that's totally unique, you know, and maybe Absolutely. have a fresh, a, a fresh, fresh start. A new beginning. Absolutely, man. Is there anything else you want to add on this one, man? We're kind of out here in space. We've dove kind of deep. We're kind of all over the map on this one. Uh, I mean, just, you know, we I've said it for a long time on Podcastrophe. Anything that spews out of my mouth, take it, take it with a grain of salt. Form your own opinion. You know, we're all Americans at least on this network in 2019, we all have strong opinions and strong ideals. And, you know, I, I think we do a pretty good job of, of kind of vetting our information, but we can't, we can't be responsible, held responsible or remember everything exactly. Um, form your own opinion. 
you know go do your own research yeah you heard us talking today about some of this shit like go put it into google see what we were seeing figure out you know especially too you know if i misspoke about something you know politely hit us up on on some of our social media and be like hey you know I think this is what you meant to say, but I really, you know, I really dug the show, you know, I mean, just like, let's, let's brainstorm collectively instead of what a bunch of fucking idiots, you know, Always they said all this shit Always trying to tear wrong. down each other. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think people are just, I think there are people that, I'm, and I'm not one of these people, I'm not inherently someone who enjoys being mean as a way to get myself off. And I don't even mean like right. sexually, but I mean there are people who thrive on drama or they thrive on being the center of a negative situation. Even if they don't necessarily plan to put themselves there, they always seem to find themselves there and it's thrilling. It's ex- exhilarating to them, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And I and I, like I was saying earlier about all of us banding together for something more prominent than storming Area 51 to find out if aliens really exist or not. We need Clap real, them cheeks. We need real change. There are seven billion of us on this planet, man. And if we all all seven billion banded together, minus the fucking people in power, and said, "Hey, like fuck you," we're not doing it this way anymore. There's better way to live. We can all be cool with each other. We can all see things from our own perspective and not shit on each other's lawns because of that, you know. And, right. and you know, and, and and not use division as a method to control, because that's what they're doing. Divide and conquer is a real tactic, bro. I've learned it since I was a kid. What do you see in our nation? Division, divide, conquer. Mm-hmm. Divide the masses, conquer the masses. And so control if, the masses. Exactly. So if we all band together and fucking get on the same page and, and, and understand, I don't care about your color. I don't care about what's in between your legs or you know what's under your shirt. Like None of that stuff matters to me. And if we all are on that page and recognize that we are all one species, like there are all kinds of sharks, we are all human. It doesn't matter what color you are. There's variations of sharks. There's big sharks. There's litter sharks. There's white sharks, blue sharks, tiger sharks, hammerhead Fucking sharks. tiger sharks, bro. Street sharks. <laughs> Street sharks. Hell yeah. Heritage. Uh, but... um. If we all just recognize, hey, Merca, see, look at you repping the heritage again. Last couple podcasts we've done, you've been repping that heritage. Mm-hmm. But um, no, man, seriously, if, if we all just band together and recognize, you know, that we can overcome, we can maybe become a civilization that is more likely to be met with some sort. Maybe the aliens don't want to fuck with us because we are not a peaceful fucking people. They look down here and they're like, man, they have sports and sports are fun. But then they have people that play like the most extreme sports where lives are actually on the line and it's over nothing. A dick measuring contest, if you will. Mm-hmm. My bombs are bigger, bitch. And um, aliens look down. They're like, I'm not going to those fucking dumb mother. That's stupid. Why they're sitting there blowing each other up. I don't understand it. Preach it. Aliens are going to fucking run away. <laughs> run like greased lightning out the fucking door and say no thank you and zoom past our planet, man. You know what I I honestly <clears throat> here's what I would do if I if I was an alien. 
I've decided I want to make contact with Earth. I'm not quite sure how to do it, okay? Now, you said something that very, very prominently stuck out. You said we're not peaceful, you know, and that we would fucking possibly hurt them or they could hurt us or, or whatever. So what if, because we're nearing this exploration, I feel like next year they're sending the astronauts to Mars, right? Is that the start of the exploration to Mars? Because 2024 is supposed to be when they land, and it's like a four-year flight. Some, I, I think I think 2021 21. is when they're... Okay. Okay. Because okay. it's 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 th- it's like three years, three months, and and some change to Mars. Okay. Okay. So so you've you've got you've got a little better handle on it than I do. But anyways, I digress. So let's say they send a total of a crew of ten. Okay. You know one thing that none of those crew of ten are going to have on them. Guns. A weapon of any kind, right? Maybe a knife. Or maybe they will because of the space force. Jesus Christ. Um, let's hope not. But um, <laughs> the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Uh, we could totally tangent into that next, too. But, but um, you've got 10 crewmen and women on Mars. They're isolated from the rest of the planet, you know? They're never coming back. You don't think they're coming back? You don't think they got a plan to bring them home? Mm-mm. You haven't seen The Martian? No, I haven't, but I don't I don't think they will. Wait, time out. Time, back up. You have not seen The Fucking Martian? No, I've read the book. Have you seen Interstellar? Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> I saw I saw Interstellar in IMAX, bro. Don't come at me that way. Fuck yeah. Okay, Interstellar's awesome, but let me tell you, it's my humble opinion that Interstellar and The Martian are like a story that build from the same thing and The Martian is like a prequel to Interstellar. Because Mark Watney goes onto the moon, or onto Mars, gets trapped, you know, has to grow potatoes from his own shit in the soil of Mars, and, uh, you know, survive for a long time. So he's learned how to survive alone on a planet, away from everyone else. So then you get to Interstellar, and Matt Damon, same character, has been what? Isolated on a planet, which he knows how to survive on by himself, where they're trying to see if it's going to be good, obviously, on this planet for every hour there on the planet seven years passes on earth you know i that blew my fucking mind when i watched interstellar but like seriously matt matt damon's character is like one in the same and you can just envision mark watney from the martian once you watch that film and probably from reading the book you can just watch him morph into the character that he becomes in interstellar he's gone crazy he's been trapped on two planets for a long time by himself you know mm-hmm. <clears throat> but uh no, man, uh, I think that it would be a good time for the aliens to come down and be like, look, we have you 10 here, and we're speaking to you exclusively. We know you are not armed. These are our intentions. This is what we aim to do to, for, with the planet. You know, we need you to speak to your leaders and let them know. But we can't go to that planet yet until we have assurances that y'all aren't going to fucking murder us. Because we have seen how violent your planet is. You know? And if that were to happen, man, huge global peace. Whoosh. Across the board, everybody's going to be like, oh, fuck. We had to negotiate to get aliens on our planet when we were on Mars. Fuck yes. Right. And. Yeah. I, maybe not at first, but, <coughs> but definitely quickly for sure. Within like the first two years of them being over there. Mm-hmm. Which, man, that's going to be crazy if they actually colonize Mars and, like, start building shit that they have livable and sustainable 
abilities for, you know. You obviously make everything solar-powered, so you always have power that can never be cut. Uh, you know, you make all your fucking buildings have uh, pressure vac entrances and exits to ensure that you're always, uh, you know, not being crushed by the vacuum of space. Everyone has to grow food. Everyone has to grow their own food or at least have guides to how to grow food. You know, mm-hmm. and you can obviously maybe there's like a, a basic uh, commi- like a com- you know, commissary where, you know, they grow extra in case somebody maybe doesn't have good luck with their tomatoes. You can go pick out a tomato for yourself because your tomatoes are shitty, you know, right. or whatever. Um, but... I don't know, colonizing Mars, it could be a good plan. I just don't know if us jumping over there and thinking that's our best save to to avoid disaster on Earth is good because then we're on a desolate planet. We have to re-terraform. That's a whole ridiculous process that could take hundreds of years. Right. And And honestly, our planet doesn't have that kind of time, bro. Mm-mm. So... Anyways, man, I I don't think I have anything else to really add right now. I've kind of uh, exhausted my brain in all different directions without uh, going too far off the deep end. Is there anything else that you want to add before we officially wrap this one? No, I I feel like we've had a good good chat about aliens and... and, Aliens. I mean, we really touched on a menagerie of topics. Yeah, within aliens, all touching. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it it was actually really fun to to do that uh, and look at, I mean, and there are other facets we haven't even, you know, like astrobiologists and people that study how planets are doing different crazy things at a microbiological level, like you were talking about and stuff and uh, what that maybe, means. Maybe maybe we'll do a part two for this show. Hey man, I'm all about that. This is uh this has definitely been a great conversation. Maybe we can pull up some videos and have some footage to discuss next time and and really go over something um i think this was a great first touch on aliens it's been my first real dive into doing this on a podcast i've always said like i really want to do a podcast about aliens but i did the hands then i hope you uh, when you were listening i appreciated it when i'm just hoping though the listener was like aliens and they saw me with that you know like that like kind of lost stare that that guy has you Um, need to do that haircut i don't know if i could rock that haircut that haircut's pretty like (laughs) Redonkulous, like it's kind of like a super mullet of sorts. Yeah, a mullet. It's hawk. like it's like the Poly D blowout, but on fucking roids. Yes, absolutely, Giorgio or whatever his name is, Georgius or I can't think of that guy's name. His last name starts with a K, but I can't ever say it. Um, but before we get out of here, folks, as always, you can check on the Voice of Survival every other Friday on the Journey into Comics Network, now opposite the OGs, which is my new show with the original Journey into Comics co-host Brandon Stone. Make sure to check that out. Next week, episode two is a labor of love, and I can't wait for you all to listen to it. But you can check out uh, Voice Survival and all the other shows on the Journey into Comics Network at journeyintocomics.com. Get us on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, Spotify, CastBox, TuneIn, and many others. Just search Journey Into Comics Network. Also go to patreon.com backslash journey into comics. Give us a buck for early access, exclusive content. There's a wide array of stuff you can give us dinero for. Every dollar helps. Every 
penny that you give us is saved away for us to do some special things with at some point. Uh, like pay network dues to Brando, who has the site domain. I need to remember to do that yet again. It it, it gets brought to the limelight, but uh, I think that's going to do it for this week's episode of The Voice of Survival. This has been season two, episode fourteen. Tyler, thank you so much, man, for joining me. It was an absolute blast. Thanks for having me. Anytime we're going to do this. We have some other plans for this show. It's morphing, and we're going to be doing some cool stuff with that. But uh, if that's going to do it for this week's episode of The Voice of Survival, it's me, The Voice of Survival Nate, and I will see you guys later. Later.